வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ Today's our guest is Larry Pendleton from PC Financial Services LLC. Welcome Larry. Hey Ram, how's it going sir? Yeah, I'm going well and thank you very much for joining. Please share a little bit about your background then we'll take it from there. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. So, yes, yeah, so Larry Pendleton, uh CPA out of Norfolk, Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach for those that are familiar with Hampton Roads area. uh been a CPA for nearly a decade been doing tax consulting tax planning tax preparation auditing accounting services for over, over a decade started PC financial services roughly about 7 years ago with my partner Terion Conyers who's also my real estate partner on a lot of our deals um locally here um with with CP Realty like as I mentioned a real estate investor as well primarily focused in multifamily uh currently 53 53 doors consisting of 12 properties across Virginia and Georgia and not just apartment buildings we also have a couple of lots of land that we're uh doing some build to rent uh, and build to build to sell opportunities as well um so a lot of multifamily and we're also looking into the short term rental space as well awesome so you're covering a lot of areas in multifamily space so why uh, why you're focusing on build to rent space also i'm really big people that know me i'm really big on cash flow uh cash flow is is king for me so the the you can cash flow with single family but then the the scalability of multifamily uh became appealing for me roughly in 2018 uh when i came across uh michael michael blanc when i was first starting my investing so just wanted to kind of be able to branch out do more and then just kind of folk like like the cash flow and then also be able to provide more uh more affordable uh uh housing quality housing uh for for people cool and you're mainly focusing on tax services tax strategies for inv- real estate investors and also cpa services so there are some new rules and limitations for depreciation and expensing under the tax cuts and jobs acts uh share me about your views uh, how it will impact real estate and multifamily investors from tax point of view and also from a returns point of view yeah for the for the past few years a lot of investors have been enjoying what's what's been called uh 100% bonus depreciation uh which means that certain components of the of a of a building or certain purchases especially with a depreciable life or a useful life for 20 years or less can be fully uh depreciated in year 1 um so uh I like to always break it down to 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 a, to a Big Mac where you have like two all beef patties like the sauce lettuce cheese because on the 7C bun um uh, so each of those components are all all they are they on price and then instead of taking the full uh building and depreciating over a certain point you break everything out into uh separate ones and then you can you're able to claim bonus appreciation from there and a lot of apartment building investors use cost segregation studies uh to 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 get those different 5 year property 7 year property so we we've been seeing people taking 10 20 sometimes even up to 40% of their building per, uh, purchase depending on what the uh was all in there and be able to fully depreciate or write off in year 1 
Um, so that starts to change after December 31st, 2022, where it starts to, what's it's called a sunset effect, where it's been 100% and then starting in 2023, it'll be 80% um, down to 60% of the year after that and so forth till it's completely phased out. Um, but bone depreciation has always been around. It's always just been at 50%. So uh, we probably expect there to be some amendments and changes to put it back where it was at 50% once this initial sunset is done. Got it. So how that will impact real estate investors or multifamily investors from returns point of view? Still, still like real estate is a good option. So even after, you know. Uh, bonus depreciation phased out. Even, even with it phasing now, I still see real estate as a uh, as a as a still strong um, investment uh, vehicle for a lot of, for for everyone. Even though you don't get, and we also really big on just not having the tax tail wag the investment dog. Like if it's a if it's a good if it's a good deal, then it's a good deal, and then the tax savings are just the icing on the cake uh, from it there. So even if you're to go from 100% bonus to only 80% is still is still more valuable than a lot of other investments that don't have any depreciation or any opportunity to to, to claim any non and that, that's the thing with depreciation it's a non-cash expense uh, so there's not many other investment vehicles that really allow for something like that so even getting 80% or 60% um, additional depreciation or to recognize in a given year is still still a, a solid avenue to use. And then I, I always see real estate itself as a good a good hedge investment against inflation um, because it covers a main need that that everyone's going to need need a place over their head. And it's just just make sure you got the the, the numbers tight to um, for it to work. Yeah. Thank you. And since you mentioned inflation stuff, so what's your views on current, you know, inflation and interest rate stuff? Well, I mean, there has been, like I said, I guess they had the initial spike a couple of couple of weeks ago, and they're expecting four more this year, and another, and I guess over the next couple of years, probably up, up to double digits of of, of spikes to, to continue to go forward. How that really affects is that I mean, hopefully, I mean, the markets have just been hot like every, everywhere you, you look at. Um, so hopefully that will start to slow down, like cool things off a bit um, and, and get the prices down, uh, start to not see cap rates compress so much um, along the way. And then be able to find find more deals and more opportunities to. Um, and that, that also comes with um more expensive, like expensive money, or people less likely to probably want to sell, but there may be opportunity to, for owner owner financing type of options there. So there's still still a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, even though there may be increasing interest rates. Got it. Yeah. And uh, coming back to bonus depreciation, is there any alternative solutions available if bonus depreciation goes away? Well, there's still always going to be depreciation aspect of it there. And then what you'll still also look into is um, partial asset dispositions where if let's just say you have a roof in your apartment building and then it's only been five years in, you replace the roof, then you're able to write off the additional value of the of the old roof because you replaced with a new roof that's that's going to be depreciating itself and you don't want to be depreciating two different roofs. So there's there's other opportunities where you're you're able to kind of still 
take these new values and be able to write write the old value off. Uh, you can still use cost irrigation where there may not be bond depreciation, but there still may be accelerated depreciation. Where if you have a million dollar building, like it's not just all. 27 and a half year property, you have five year property, seven year property, and you still want to break that up and still recognize more depreciation it may not be bonus, but it's, it's depreciating at a faster rate than just the, the whole building itself, like your appliances and furniture, um, um, so forth. There's some examples there. Got it. Got it. Uh, and, and you're performing accredited investor validation for uh, investors. Uh, share me the process and what timelines and cons, costs associated with it. Uh, with the, the bonds appreciation? No, accredited investor validation. Oh, yeah. So with, with the accredited, validating accredited investors, uh, is that general premise that you have and you get into SEC regulations where you have 503, 503, 506B, 506C and 506B is all. It doesn't have to be accredited investors, but 506C is typically only accredited investors can be involved and there's multiple ways to prove whether or not someone is a credit investor. Uh, one is that their earned income uh, exceeds $200,000 as single individual or $300,000 as a couple um, over the past, over the past two years, or it's, it's reasonably expected within the current year, they'll be over that amount. Um, or their their net worth, uh, not including their the value of their primary residence, is is greater than a million dollars. So a lot of times we're doing that for our clients and just kind of like hey, because we're seeing their tax return and we we're sometimes seeing their personal financial statements, uh, we can kind of come up with with, with that with that uh, reasonable assessment if they fall into that category as an accredited investor and allowed to invest in these uh, 506C uh, deals. So what what kind of documents uh, investors need to provide, mainly like accredited investors? Uh, Yeah, so tax returns, personal financial statements, um, maybe a a listing of just just uh, asset listing of if they have other properties in place. Uh, I know some people, some people go as far as W-2s and pay stubs if they are a, uh, a high income earning uh, individual there. So those 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 are some of the, the main documents that, that we're seeing that people are using. OK, normally, typically how long it will take to complete this process? I mean, it, it, it could be as quickly as a, as a day. Like I said, I'll probably say one, one, one to four days, depending on just the pipeline itself and what else is going on and who's, who's doing the review and all that there um, and how, how viable the information is. So it, it, could be, it could be done rather quickly, especially when these, uh, these, these capital raises have a pretty quick turnaround from when they actually got the deal in the contract. So uh, it it could it could be done by the time they uh, they have that ready, but it's also something that should be done annually, uh, just to make sure that they are uh, are are still qualifying for that credit investor status. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And, and your company also uh, doing accounting, auditing, and bookkeeping. Uh, share me why uh, these things are very important for investors, for uh, real estate investors. It's also good to just know how, like where the numbers are, uh, what how the number like how the like the, the the numbers tell how the business is operating instead of just kind of this money in coming out. Okay, you 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 need these numbers for refinance purposes, or if you're trying to sell the property, and you try to prove that it's at a higher value because of how well it's operating, or so forth from there. 
even the aspect of how to properly report the information on your taxes, uh, that 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 becomes that becomes rather critical there. So there's uh, those are the pretty much the main reasons why you still want to, and especially if you're working with investors and you want to be able to report to them what's going on, like you want to be able to give them. Um, like sure information uh, uh, that they can lock into and they can trust uh, that 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 you've been keeping up with the books and you know where things are coming up and then like if things are if expenses are kind of spiking up you, then you you kind of know why if, if revenue starts to go down you start to meet with your with your uh, asset management team on why why income is dropping why expenses are increasing um, as well as if there are opportunities for additional cost saving or um, revenue generating opportunities based on how the numbers are looking. Um, and also they are used for, um, hey, do we need to increase the rents because, I mean, we're we're 100% occupied and or we're not, not close to the market. So let's let's take a look at that. So a couple of like, reasons there for that. Got it. So, yeah. So share me about if, uh, any best real estate or, or, you know, from your tax strategies uh, experience. Is it just softwares in general or? Yeah, uh, any specific example, the best experience you have. Uh, best experience, um, it's kind of one I'm currently working on with uh, Rise Equity uh, Group with uh, property in Cummings, Georgia. Uh, 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 Triple Gap is, is, the, is the name of it, where we've got a solid team together. Everyone plays their role. Uh, obviously, I'm kind of over the financials and tax strategies from there. And I communicate that to our head asset management uh, uh, person there. And it says it's been, been working well. Like I said, we acquired it last March. Um, so it's been about a year now uh, since since uh, as of this recording that uh, that, that we that we had it. So just been taking that and um, being able to kind of learn for, even though it's been going well, but still being able to learn from like, Okay, not getting too um, anxious of 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 us finding other deals like that because they they come far and few between. Um, we also made that deal rather unique because we had the opportunity potentially owner like owner finance it from the from the seller. Uh, it didn't it didn't work out that way, but uh, we was able to add value because he wasn't aware of like what what his capital gains tax would be, um, and I was able to kind of step up to the plate break those numbers down to him and he felt comfortable just walking and just selling as is instead of the selling it um even though it would have been better for us <laughs> to to do seller financing but it was rather unique where we could kind of come in and show value like off off the off the break so this just this kind of shows the the value of having strong team members that that we can go from pre-closing to all the way to full like almost having all the units renovated uh, because the team in place and we're not we're not in a in a strain uh, uh, from there got it and would you also share any of your challenging or you know worst experiences worst experiences uh like i said probably my first flip back in, in 2016 uh, 17 now and that was the, the the complete opposite example of, of having a good team where i was trying to do too much and try to cheaply put put a team together and that they end up costing me more uh than than just paying for a great contractor and uh someone that can that knows how to manage that whole aspect of it there like i said 
create strains with family and my personal life. And like I said, I had a W-2 at the time. So while building the tax business at the same time, so it was like it was just a lot, a lot on my plate there. So just just kind of learn from just creating those creating boundaries and put, putting the right people around me to, to, to help to help grow, uh, grow, grow the business and, and not put so much stress on myself. Got it. Share me what what's your focus currently? My focus right now is to continue to add value to to other real estate investors, and my my mission is to help uh, help people achieve financial freedom through real estate investing and tax planning. So, um, just kind of learning the more new tips and getting people, like I said, that people want to, not so much taking people out of their W two, but they now they have the choice. Um, because they're able to grow their portfolio and get the cash flow growing from there, so they can they can serve their purpose and they can put more time into what they want to do um, in, in in their in, in their life as well. So that's uh, that's been a focus of mine of just serving people in that in that capacity. So any one advice that that had impact on you? Um, I, I guess I kind of have to go back to where like good like a good team is expensive but a bad team is costly uh from that and i hold that true and making sure are the, the people i'm putting around me that pouring into them so they can continue to pour back into me so that we can once again we can all kind of help support one another uh, along the way because it's tough to kind of balance all this stuff when you have a family and you have a business and you're buying real estate and you're trying to network and there's, there's a lot of good people to work with and a lot of people not good to work with and it's just that aspect, especially from the book Who Not How, where it's like if you like if you want to do bigger things, you have to have a, a strong team. And if you can do anything by yourself, your goal isn't big enough. So I like to say I want to help as many people as I can and grow my portfolio and be financially free myself. And it's like I can't do it by myself at all. So it's it's just the aspect of building building the teams around me. So any books that impacted your life and what way? I say who not how is 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 one of them that, that I, I go back to regularly to just reaffirm the uh the aspect of team building. Uh, stories that stick is another one just kind of how to share and tell my story in, in, in my own voice. Uh whereas that just helps connect me to other people and have people feel comfortable sharing their stories with me. And, and maybe from there we can build something together. Uh, but those, those are, those are two books that I that go back to uh, quite regularly. And how are you giving back to community? Larry? I would do a lot of community development locally here um, in Virginia of a lot of financial education uh, where, where, where it's needed. Like I said, opportunity to kind of speak to a school or speak to a group of people on just how to be financially savvy with, with taxes uh, or tax savvy in, in, in general, and then opportunity to kind of speak to children and and work and work with the city on now on small business initiatives and all of that as well. So use my skill set and my time as a, as a means to of giving back. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? I guess I'm I'm on I'm on all the social media platforms: LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, typically, it's just Larry Pendleton CPA. Um, happy to, to dump, dump my number in here, 757-535-8592. Um, shoot me a text. Uh, happy to connect with anyone who wants to learn more or wants to build with one another. Awesome. And thank you, Larry. I really enjoyed the conversation and thanks for adding value to the show. Thank you, Ram. Thank you very much. Appreciate this. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at 
ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing